afternoon, America, and welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio, and we have much to get into, many updates. Many updates. We've got a woke Harvard update we're going to get to. We've got a parental rights update we're going to get to. And even if we have time, we've got a Satan update. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I didn't... Uh, I didn't ever think that you would hear me say those words, that we have a Satan update, but we do. If we have time to get to it, we've got we've got a lot to cover. But first, this is the week, uh, the, the week before Christmas. Uh, I don't know. I affectionately refer to this as Christmas week. I mean, it's not, you know, Christmas isn't happening this week, but uh, it's, well, I guess it's my first week of, of Christmas vacation. There is no school for us this week. And... Um, you know, it's just a time to relax. Really, we're just getting into relaxation mode. We're gonna we're gonna power down for a second and just enjoy the season, and um, and the purpose of the season. Uh, the neighborhood is is full of festive Christmas lights, um, nativity scenes, and and decorations, and it's just a wonderful time. It's just a wonderful time to. Um, celebrate the birth of Christ. That's that's what Christmas is about. And if you watched the Charlie Brown Christmas, you would listen to Linus, and you would learn that that is what Christmas is all about. That's that's the purpose of it. Uh, I, you know what I love is that the birth of Christ split time. It's what gives us. Um, you know, the uh, a point of reference in our calendar, I guess you could say, B.C., A.D. Uh, you know, B.C. obviously is, is before Christ. A.D. Anno Domini, it's Latin, uh, does not mean after death. We were, last year I was talking to the third graders, and, and we were discussing these terms, B.C. and A.D., and one of them said, eh, eh, I know what it means, Mr. Bone. It means after death. Well, <laughs> nope, I know Domini. It means year of our Lord. It actually is um, year zero. It's the year that Christ was born. Now, they want to change those terms. Uh, they want to, to interject B.C.E., uh, which stands for Before Common Error. And then CE, which stands for common error. That's that that's what they um era, I guess, not error, era, BCE before common era, and CE, common era, because they want to remove any reference to Christ from um you know being the timekeeper, but it doesn't change the fact that it, you know, these two points in time still coincide with his birth. Uh, that's just, you know, but if they can if they can remove any knowledge of that, you, you, you see, if they can if they can remove any understanding of that, if they can just wipe that clean from the memory of of people, then you know, Christ can just be taken out of the picture because that's the objective. That is the uh, objective, ultimately, of good versus evil, is that evil wants to remove Christ from the picture. Uh, you know, Christ is the epitome of all things good. You know, he's born, 
for the salvation of mankind. He gives us life on a cross that, you know, men and women might be saved. You know, that is the epitome of all things good. So hence the this ongoing battle between good and evil has to remove Christ from the uh, from the picture. Ultimately, it's a it's a battle to thwart Christianity. Um, you know, the, and that's where the the Marxists come into play. Dean, are you getting into this again? Yes, yes, I am. I absolutely am. Um, you know, it's just it's not that simple, Dean. You just you, you simplify it. It's it's more complicated than than good versus evil. Well, I mean, okay. It might be more complicated, but ultimately that this is what it comes down to. It comes down to good versus evil. And, um, you know, the side of good is ultimately the side of Christ. He is all things good. Now, uh, okay, I don't mean to be preachy. This is this is not my uh this is this is not my point. I'm just I'm just enjoying this season. The Christmas season, and it's you know, it's about Christ, and you know, different religions can have their their own you know celebrations, and that's fine, um, you know. But for me, it's Christmas, and uh, I love it. I just, you know, I love this season. So I am what I affectionately affectionately refer to as Christmas week. It's my first week of Christmas. I've got two weeks of Christmas, and we, you know because there's no school for two weeks and I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it with you today with some updates. Yes, we have a woke Harvard update, my friends, just when you thought Harvard had swept it under the rug. Yeah. Just when you thought that, it, you know, they made this whole thing go away. Yeah. Amazingly enough, I want to know how in the world has Cornbluth gotten away with, with without a single press line since her you know debacle of a, of a speech how did she pull that off we haven't heard a thing out of cornbluth and i want to know how in the world she made that happen how, how was she able just to go dark i mean claudine gay is now taking the hits and you know Cornbluth is just over there in MIT, just hoping that you know the hits just keep coming towards Harvard, and she can she can escape unscathed with her, uh, I'm sure her glorious pension plan over there. All right, there's an article that uh, just came out over the weekend. Nationally recognized law firm to end on-campus recruiting at Harvard. Oh, so it just keeps coming. All right, these guys are, and this needs to happen. Okay, this absolutely needs to happen. This onslaught needs to continue. And there's some comments in this article that just, um, well, they 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 make and prove my point uh, that uh, you know this whole thing is just, well, you know, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to my point being being proven. Edelson Professional Corporation, Edelson PC. Uh, which is a uh, a law firm that has won several big time lawsuits against big time players like Facebook, Google, Amazon, Apple. They go after these tech companies for violating privacy laws. And the founder Jay Edelson has written a letter 
addressed to Harvard Director of Recruitment and Operations, Jesse Orenberger. All right, uh, here's what it says. Uh, Edelson, I'm quoting this article. In the letter, Edelson said his firm usually refrains from commenting on the positions taken by those in its network. Okay, all right. We get that. We understand that. But the article continues uh, by quoting Edelson. When certain boundaries of morality and ethics are transgressed, silence is not an option. That, my friends, is maybe one of the best lines of the day. When certain boundaries of morality and ethics are transgressed, silence is not an option. You can no longer remain silent. All right, I've been I've been saying this for days and weeks. Um, you, you know, and he talks about certain boundaries of morality and ethics, and you could even say other other boundaries. When when other boundaries are transgressed, silence is no longer an option. He continues. We, along with the rest of the nation, observed Dr. Claudine Gay's testimony before Congress, wherein she refused to unequivocally state that advocating for genocide would breach the school's code of conduct. Factoring in her extensive experience in preparation with the crisis management team, Dr. Gay's testimony before Congress cannot be seen as merely a slip of the tongue. Ha 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 ha! Yeah, it can't be. This isn't just her. Oh, oops, I misspoke. And you know what? We've we have talked about this at length. Uh, matter of fact, I may have even said those very words. But he he adds in this this comment where he says, factoring in her extensive experience, preparation with the crisis management team. Okay, this is the team that she meets with beforehand. This would be the team that last week Al Gore said gave her bad legal advice. Uh, it, you know, she's trying to manage this crisis. Okay, She's called on the carpet before Congress, along with the other two heads, uh, because their inability to put down these, these protests, anti-Semitic uh, on-campus uprisings, and she just hasn't done anything about it. And that's why she's even being called in on, 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 on the carpet here. Uh, and so she's meeting with this crisis management team. And he says, you know, due to this, due to her extensive experience, I mean, she's not a dumb lady. She's a smart woman. Uh, and she's met with this crisis management team. We cannot uh, merely say that this was a slip of the tongue. Her comments, we all watched it. Uh, he continued, it must be unequivocally clear that calls for the genocide of any group, be it on the basis of religion, race, gender, disability, or sexual orientation are indefensible and contrary to the values we uphold. And of course, you know, um, we we covered it at length. We know what she said. You know, we know she says it depends on the context. I mean, it might be, it depends on the context. And then, you know, she said, if it's directed at an individual, which which is to imply if it's just a public statement, then it's not really harassment. All right. We got all that. We covered it. Uh, and then we've also covered to the extent that this board has has decided they're going to back her. This 12-member uh, uh, 
you know, board, the, the Harvard Corporation, as it's called. You know, they oversee the university's academic and financial resources. And they've said that after their extensive deliberations, uh, they affirm their confidence that President Gay is the, quote, right leader to help our community heal and address the very serious societal issues we are facing. She's the right leader. She refuses to do anything about these anti-Semitic protests, and she's also a plagiarist. I mean, she's the right person in charge. And so Edelson here, Jay Edelson, who's the uh, the, the founder of Edelson PC, is uh, saying, you know, we're um, we're going to not keep a relationship with Harvard anymore. If this is what you're going to raise. If these are the types of individuals you're going to raise and educate and create on campus, we're not going to recruit there anymore. These aren't the type of people we want working for us. Our recruiting days at Harvard are done. And, you know, this isn't just, oh, I'm sorry, you know, you know, Claudine Gay came out a couple of days afterwards and she apologized. And Edelson's like, this isn't just a slip of the tongue. Um, this, this was planned. Your statements were planned. They were premeditated. Uh, we know what you meant, and, you know, we're done. He he says that here uh, later on in the letter. He says, we have no intention of returning to on-campus recruiting unless there is a sea change. The easiest solution would be for Harvard to simply remove Dr. Gay, but would in many ways just gloss over the problem. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, and that's what I said. That's what I've been saying for days. When the Wharton board came out and said, we need to have new leadership, just getting rid of McGill is not guaranteeing new leadership, just because you have a new person come in. And that's what Edelson is saying here. You know, it, it, the simple answer is to remove Dr. Gay, but in many ways that would just gloss over the core problem. The core problem is at the heart of the university, not necessarily at the person that's running it. It's at the board. It's at those that are seated around the, pa- the table that are actually steering the ship, not just the, the, the person on camera and the mouthpiece, and the ceremonial head, as it were. Edelson continues, Harvard has been one of the most vocal proponents of educating the nation on the need for safe spaces. Mm. safe spaces for students, how important trigger warnings are and how words can be equated with violence. Uh, Yeah, this is Harvard. And this is what uh, they're out there, quote, educating. They're they're educating the nation in this. So Edelson's saying, you know, you can get rid of gay, but that's not really going to solve the issue. That's just going to gloss over the core problem. The core problem is with the actual people that are in charge of the university, those that are running the show, those that sit at the table that are on the board. It's the same way at Penn. Uh, It's the same way at MIT. It's the same way at all these other woke Ivy Leagues or any other woke university for that matter. I mean, you can get rid of the person, but are you really getting rid of the problem? Are you really getting rid of the philosophy and the principles that are guiding that institution? I say no. Uh, unless there is, you know, according to Edelson, um, unless there's a sea change. All right. You know what it means to have a sea change? 
it, it, it means, I mean, you're going to, you're going to wash out water and bring in all new water. I mean, you've got to change the sea uh, or you've got to take your ship and you got to, you got to bring it out of the Pacific and into the Atlantic. I mean, you've got to move to a different location. You've got to change philosophies. That's the name of the game here. You have to change your philosophy. And in order to change your philosophy, you have to bring in new people. You got to bring in a brand new mindset because you got to have a, a different philosophy, a different way of thinking. And until that happens, just getting rid of gay is not the answer. The easiest solution would be to simply remove gay, but in many ways it would just gloss over the core problem. That's what I've been saying. This this uh, Edelson makes my point. He actually makes two points that I've been making here for weeks. The first is silence is not an option. Uh, we, we can't stop talking about this. We have to keep the, the pedal to the metal, as it were. We have to stay vocal on it. And the second is just getting rid of the, the, these individuals at the top isn't really going to change the issue. It's not going to change the problem. Changing the problem is uh, going to happen with a, with a changing of the sea a changing of, of the philosophy. I've got a poll here. Not going to have time to get into it before the break. We're up against the clock, but we will pick this poll up on the other side. And this poll does exactly what Harvard's been hoping for. This is this is this is the fruit of Harvard's labor. And Edelson is saying, you know, Harvard, you know, something needs to happen. Something big and serious and life-changing needs to happen over there. All right, we will pick this up on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. 
I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here at americaoutloud.news Monday through Friday at the 2 p.m. Eastern time slot where you can listen live on the world-class media player or you can download the America Out Loud Talk Radio app for your Apple, Android, or Alexa. And you can listen to us live at 2 p.m. on the app. Or, of course, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's where we will be. Okay, um, before I jump back into uh, the Woke Harvard update, uh, I just, you know, I just have to ask, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, Have you been able to stay impervious to flu season? You know, I have seen more more, uh, ads for the flu shot than I've ever seen billboards, you know, TV, of course, you know, you have people that are saying on the TV ads now, double up, get your flu shot and your vaccine shot. Uh, of course, Travis Kelsey is famous now for lifting up his his sleeve to reveal two band-aids, two for the price of one. Well, you could just forego the flu shot. I'm telling you, you could forego it. If uh, instead you just took a couple shots of the Cofix RX throat and navels, <laughs> Navel spray, nasal spray. I've said that before. It is not a, it is not a navel spray. It's a nasal spray. Uh, Dean, are you saying that Cofix RX can can cure the common flu? Is it a cure for the? Flu? I don't, you know, medically, I I can't say that. I can just give you my anecdotal evidence, and I'm telling you, folks, three times from. The start of school till now, till Christmas break, thrice, Cofix RX has bailed me out. Where I have felt it coming on, I have felt something about ready to take me down for the count, and I just, you know, I just helped myself to some throat and nasal spray. If you use coupon code OUTLOUD25 at americaoutloud.shop, you will get 25% off. It is a fantastic deal. For a fantastic product. So, you know, we're going into Christmas. I just want you to stay healthy. That's all. Tis the season to stay and remain healthy. All right. So, uh, Edelson has written this letter to Harvard stating, we are no longer going to be recruiting uh, on your campus anymore. We're, we're just, you know, we're not doing it. And, uh, we're not doing it because we don't believe that Dr. Gay's testimony was a mere slip of the tongue. And uh, it is, it's part of our, while it's, you know, the letter says, well, it's not part of our policy to comment on positions taken by uh, firms in our network and those in our network, we, we cannot stay silent any longer. Silence is not an option when certain boundaries of morality and ethics are transgressed. 
and Edelson is not uh, staying silent anymore. Um, and, you know, they are also of the opinion that while it would be an easy solution to get rid of gay, you know, they say that that would just be glossing over the core problem, that the core problem is indeed at the heart of Harvard. And it is so sad to say it's sad. Uh, here's one of the greatest American uh, academic institutions, one of the, if if not the greatest, Harvard. Um, you know, it was founded in the 1600s, just, you know, the decade after the Pilgrims land, you know, in the 1630s, we, we get the, the, we get Harvard and we get it because um, Reverend Harvard donated property and his library to start a university that would train ministers of the gospel. That was Harvard's purpose, was to train ministers of the gospel. And look at it now. Look at what it's become, because it's been overrun by leftists and by Marxists, because Marxists realize that if they can change education, then guess what? They can change the hearts and minds. They can change the hearts and minds of the people. And I've got a poll here to, to, to prove it. Uh, this poll is going to shock you. It's going to dismay you. It may, you know, I don't know. It's um, it is is case in point of of what I've been saying today and you know in previous weeks. Education controls everything, absolutely. How kids are being educated, you know, the founders believed that you know they they had this motto that. You know, what education is today, government will be tomorrow. And that is true for anything. What education is today, culture will be tomorrow. Uh, business will be tomorrow. Arts and entertainment will be tomorrow. Science will be tomorrow. All of it. What what What's being educated in the hearts and minds of our kids today is what uh, we can expect for our future. So there is a, a recent poll out, and guess who, who conducted the poll? It's a Harvard-Harris poll. So this is a, you know, Harvard is sponsoring this poll. And I'm telling you, the folks at Harvard are happy about it. They're happy about what this poll reveals. And it makes my point and the point of uh, Edelson, Jay Edelson, that um, simply removing gay isn't going to, it's not the solution. That's only going to gloss over the core problem. All right. Are you ready? Poll, quote, majority of Americans in the age of 18 to 24, which guess what? This is college-age students, bum, 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 and a majority of college-age students believe that Israel should be ended and given to Hamas. I'm just going to pause for a second. I'm just going to let that headline sink in. This uh, this this poll was released over the weekend. This came out yesterday, and a majority of college age students believe Israel should just be shut down. It should be ended, and it should be given over to Hamas. The article quotes: "The stark reality is on full display in a new poll conducted by Harvard Harris. The poll reveals that fifty one percent of young Americans." College age, between 18 and 24 years old, believe Israel should be ended and given to Hamas. Well, 
DNS just 51%. I mean, that's not a majority. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, but 51% is a majority. You know, it's more than 49%. And, you know, we've, we, I, I'm pretty sure this is, I could probably say with accuracy. Now, I don't know what I'm about to say. I don't have any, any, uh, any statistical fact behind it, but, you know, I think I can say it, you know, with a surety that this is probably the first time in the history of this country that such a poll has revealed that a majority of college-age students believe Israel should be ended and handed over to Hamas. Yeah. This is what happens when you spend four years, however, being indoctrinated by radical leftists on college campuses. And, of course, when you get your political advice from TikTok, as the article says. And that's where many of us get our political advice. We get it from, you know, Chinese Communist Party-driven and dictated TikTok. Matter of fact, don't get me started. I'm just going to stay in the article. Uh, the poll further reveals that only 32% believe in a two-state solution. Okay, because that used to be the thing. All right, two states. Hamas needs its own state, or Palestine needs its own. I mean, you know, Palestine has the the Gaza Strip. You know, they have their own area, and now that's not enough. The majority of college kids believe Israel should just be done, and let's just give it all to Hamas. It belongs to them, anyway, right? It all belongs to Hamas. Let's just give it to them. Just 17% said other Arab states should be asked to absorb Palestinian populations. The poll continues. 60%. And this is where it just gets um this is where it gets disgusting. And this is where, you know, President Gay and the Wokies over at Harvard have succeeded. And this is why she's not going anywhere. This this poll, what I'm about to tell you, this is why uh, the Wokies over at Harvard are not going to get rid of gay because they are accomplishing their mission. 60% of the 18 to 24 group say Hamas October 7 terrorist attack could be, quote, justified by the grievance of Palestinians. Yeah, I'm just going to let that sink in for a minute. 60%. All right. So if it wasn't bad enough that 51% said, yeah, let's end Israel and give it to Hamas. 60% said that the uh, attack of the innocents on October 7th is justified by the grievances of the Palestinians. This is shocking. Absolutely just mind blowing. Despite Hamas attacking innocent civilians, and using brutal rape as a weapon of war, 60% agree with the statement that Israel is committing genocide against those in Gaza, rather than just defending itself. 67% said they believe Jews should be treated as oppressors. So there you go. Harvard has, um, uh, they are achieving their objective. They're not going to get rid of gay. Uh, gay is the one who is, well, I mean, she's out there supporting their mission. She's out there on purpose, not putting these 
um, protests down. She's not stopping them. It's it's within her power to stop them, and she's not. And this is why her despicable testimony on Capitol Hill. And this is why she's not stepping down, uh, because her her board they they love what what's happening. This board at at Harvard University they love it. And when this poll came out yesterday, they were like, "Yes, we are achieving our evil goals." Senator Roger Marshall, Republican from Kansas, said this to the New York Post, quote, these individuals siding with evil over democracy should be a wake-up call. Ideological rot among young Americans driven by woke values and victim culture has gotten so bad they've convinced themselves to sympathize with actual terrorists who hate America. Did you ever think you would you would see this? Did you ever think you would hear this? That, um, you know, young people, college-aged, you know, kids, they are impressionable. You know, obviously, you know, we see this happening where they can be convinced that if they're a boy, they can, you know, actually become a girl. They're impressionable. Uh, And the majority of them, over a a majority, almost a supermajority of them believe that uh, Hamas could be justified in their October 7 attacks because of the grievance of Palestinians. That um, brutal rape, brutal murder um, being used as a weapon of war is um, justified because of the grievance of Palestinians. And 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 that Israel is committing genocide against those in Gaza. And that 67% believe Jews should be treated as oppressors. And so that's why we have these protests on campus, because these, you know, these these kids that are this age believe that that the Jews should be treated as the oppressor. Doesn't matter that they were attacked, you know. They're they're evil and they're oppressive. Uh, you know the that narrative is winning in the hearts and minds of of college age kids. Kids, sixty seven percent believe Jews should be treated as oppressors. So, uh, you know, Claudine Gay isn't going anywhere. You know, Harvard. They're just yeah. They're like yeah. This is what we want. This is what we've been. This is why we're here. And, and this is why Edelson makes my point. Edelson, uh, you know, just confirms my statement that it'd be easy to fire gay, but it's just glossing over the core problem. And the core problem is uh, Harvard loves this sort of thing. And, you know, while Penn did get rid of um, McGill over there, I don't think anything's going to change over there at Penn. Penn loves this sort of thing. Uh, you know, the, the the Wharton board has demanded that uh, that the board of trustees at Penn, you know, tell us where they stand on the policy. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that come out yet. I don't know if Penn has issued a statement and they're not going to. And if I mean, if they do, it's going to be full of lies anyway. I mean, this is what they want. Um, you know, Edelson said, unless there's a sea change that he doesn't he doesn't see anything. Um, 
anything different happening over there at, at Harvard. And there isn't going to be a sea change because this is what the board wants. And then you've got Cornbluth over there at MIT just holding her breath, just hoping that hoping that Harvard keeps stepping in it, um, you know, because she wants to get off without any more publicity. And it's it, I've been saying this. I've been saying this for, for days and weeks. This whole thing is going to be swept under the rug. And now you've got this poll that comes out that says 67% of college-age kids believe Jews should be treated as the oppressor. Yeah, that's just going to give credence for this whole thing to be swept under the rug. See, there's nothing to see here. We are just operating uh, amongst the will of the people, the will of the majority, because we're a democracy, and that's what a democracy does. They operate by the will of the, and, th and that's true. That's what a democracy does. Um, a democracy operates by the will of the majority, and it leads to mob rule. That is why the founders did not want to set up a democracy here in America. That's why America is not a democracy. That's why we are a constitutional republic. Mm. You know, one of these days when we mm, coming into the new year, we're just gonna we're gonna take a couple of days. And we are going to dive into the difference, the differences between a democracy and a constitutional republic. I don't know. It might be a history class that lasts a week. I mean, it's definitely going to have to be a couple of days because um, this education has got to happen. You know, we have to understand who we are and why we are the way we are, why we are the way the founders made us to be. You have a constitutional republic, madam, if you can keep it said Franklin. And uh, Harvard is leading the, the charge here for us to no longer keep it. All right, let's pause for this break. We're up against it. We'll pick it up on the other side. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation we know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. 
Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to The Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowman. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right. So we're singing Living Proof, actual live and, and, and real-time proof that, uh, you know, what, what Harvard wants to, you know, what, what they want to have happen is, is happening. It, the, the, the proof is that what our kids are learning and how they're being educated is how they're going to act. It's going to shape their opinions, and if it shapes the opinions of, of the of the young people, it's going to shape the culture. It's going to shape how government functions. It's going to shape how business is conducted. It's going to shape what happens in the arts and and, and entertainment. Education is the linchpin. What happens in our K twelve and our colleges and universities across the fruited plain is the linchpin. It's what this country is going to look like down the road. And, you know, Harvard has not been putting down these protests, Penn, MIT, other woke Ivy League universities. um, And by them not putting down these protests, they are in support of it. And now we have 67% of college-age students saying the Jews should be treated as the oppressor. 60% 60% believe that the October 7th terrorist attack is justified. Uh, you know, forget the fact that it was, you know, involving murder and, and brutal rape and beheading of infants. Forget that. It's justified. I mean, Rashida Tlaib told us it was, t- it was justified. I mean, Rashida Tlaib told us that the Palestinian people, were they have grievances, and so it's justified. I mean, yes, it's justified. I mean, beheading baby, I'm sure, why not? You know, raping grandmothers and children, sure, sure, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, we're not putting down these protests, and so this is where we are. Education is important. What What we allow in our schools is important. What we teach our kids is important. What we are telling them, how we are instructing them, this stuff is important. I've got this article here. Uh, this is about um, Kay Reynolds. She's the governor of Iowa. And, um, you know, she signed this this law last spring, I think in May. Uh, she signed a law to prevent teachers from raising gender identity and sexual orientation issues with students from kindergarten through sixth grade. All right. That makes sense. Um, the law also removes all books depicting sex acts from school. Religious texts are a- exempted from the law. <gasps> you mean the Bible's been exempted? Yes, the Bible's been exempted. But other texts, you know, such as, um, you know, these these books that are, you know, gender queer or, you know, Flamer or some of these other books, which, you know, I've got an article here somewhere that these school boards are now, you know, these presidents are being sworn in, not with their hand on a Bible, but with their hand on these books. I mean, I've got it here on my stack. 
I don't think I'm going to have time to get to it today. We're already in segment three. How in the world did that happen? So Kay Reynolds signs this law back in May. And last week, uh, Secretary of Education Cardona, Miguel Cardona, he's in Iowa, and he is looking at their uh, teacher apprenticeship program. Iowa's got this, this teacher apprenticeship pipeline program that you know they've created this pipeline from from high school to college you know a teacher apprenticeship program to to bring in new teachers because you know uh the 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 field is not uh, recruiting young talent so i was creating this this pipeline cardone is there to, to see the pipeline and while he's there he takes a shot at uh uh at reynolds and this, uh, I'm sorry, I think I called her Kay Reynolds. Her name is Kim, Kim Reynolds. He takes a shot at, at Kim Reynolds and this law she signed in May. He says, he told this to the Des Moines Register, quote, what I'm seeing here in Iowa, what I'm seeing in other places is an overreach of state government. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Who in the world does this guy think he is? All right, this is the the, the proverbial pot calling the kettle black. That's what this is. Uh, This is an an example of state overreach. You know, you're the king of governmental overreach, Cardona. And you're part of an an administration that wrote the book on governmental overreach. And you've got the the gall. You've got the audacity to, to waltz into Iowa and say that this law that Kim Reynolds passed is an overreach of state government? Wait, wait. Okay, Be- all right. the The law does not allow for teachers to to raise gender identity and sexual orientation issues with students from kindergarten to to sixth grade. All right, that's a state overreach. That all right? Help me, help me, somebody out there, help me comprehend the the stupidity of this statement. I, I I need some help. All right. The moronosity of this comment is um it's perplexing. An overreach of state government because teachers can't can't invite kindergarten through sixth grade to talk about their sexual orientation or gender identity. That's that's an overreach. I uh oh heaven help all of us. The law also requires school administrators to notify parents if students ask to change their pronouns or names. That's a state overreach. How dare you? You can't notify their parents. Why their parents don't need to know that? That is that is state overreach. Oh, I just oh, the the hypocrisy. Not only the the stupidity, but the hypocrisy of the stupidity. Um, Just once, I need someone from from the Des Moines Register to call him out on this. Why isn't there a reporter out there at the Des Moines Register who would say, um, excuse me, sir, but could you explain how uh, not teaching kids about gender identity and sexual orientation is state overreach. Um, uh, Sir, uh, 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 Secretary Cardona, could could you please explain to us how 
um, how the law requiring school administrators to notify parents if, if their kids want to change their pronouns. How is that state overreach? Could could you could you please? But no, they just let it go. They just let the statement go. Where is the intelligent individuals out there challenging this buffoonery in response to the law signed by Reynolds, the ACLU and Lambda Legal? are pushing back with a lawsuit, arguing that the law imposes ongoing irreparable harm to LGBTQ plus students. Oh, there's irreparable harm to these students because we're letting their parents know that they want to change their pronouns. We're, we're saving their lives, you morons. Dean, how dare you call these people morons? Well, I mean, they are... Uh, and, and we're saving the lives of these kids because their parents need to be informed. The parents need to know what's going on. We're saving the lives of these kindergartners through sixth graders by not indoctrinating them in, in gender theory and in, in, in gender identity theory. And we're not, we're, we're saving their lives by not telling them, you know, you can be whatever sex you want to be. Sexual orientation, it's, you know, it's... It's fluid. And look here, we have this gender unicorn that 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 says the exact same thing. It's fluid. Listen to the gender unicorn. Listen to the creature that doesn't exist. Talk about theories that that are also false and full of lies. Uh, irreparable harm. Cardona says, um, I agree with Governor Reynolds that parents need to be a bigger part of how we educate our students. Although we agree on parental involvement, Reynolds' efforts go too far. All right. Her efforts go too far in making parents a part of education. What the, the, the they go too far because they're going to notify parents that that you know, Johnny wants to 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 be a, a a she, her, they, them. That that goes too far for you, Cardona. Um, her efforts go too far, and that you know she doesn't want kindergarten, you know, through sixth grade elementary kids, uh, learning a, a, about lies of gender. That goes too far. This man's despicable. He's an absolute disgrace. He is. I'm sorry. He's a disgrace, and he needs to. Uh, he needs to step down. He needs to resign. He needs to be impeached. Matter of fact, the whole Department of Education needs to just be ended. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. I feel that way. Cardona also took issue with a handful of parents making decisions for all children. Hmm. Okay. There's just a handful of parents, and they make decisions for all children, says Cardona. Parents and caregivers have a right to say, I don't want my child being exposed to this book or lesson, he said. But what I don't like is having a small group of parents make decisions for everybody else's kids. And I see that happening more and more. Um. So would that be like, you know, a small group of individuals who say that parents shouldn't be informed if, uh, you know, Johnny wants to change his pronouns? I mean, is that what you're, 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 you're referring to? Are, are you referring to the, the small population of uh, 
students that identify as LGBTQ? Uh, is that the group that you're referring to, that that small you know, minority population group that seems to be making decisions for everybody? Cardona, is that um, is that what you're referring to? Piece of work. So here's uh, here's Reynolds' statement. Parent engagement also supports student success, which is why we recognize parents as the primary decision makers regarding your children's education and ensure that schools are transparent about what's being taught in their classrooms. I stand by Iowa's legislation that protects children from sexually explicit materials in school. Thank you, Governor Reynolds. Thank you for standing up to this buffoonery. Uh, thank you for, for recognizing uh, that parent engagement supports student success. It's true. I mean, I, I see it. I see it at, at, at Waterbrook on a daily basis. Parent engagement is what supports student success. I mean, I would say that more than anything. If the parent is involved in the education of the child, that student will succeed. And um, especially if the parent is involved, then that student has a defense mechanism against this evil that is mounted against the child. And there is evil out there mounting against our kids, mounting against students and American public education. And, and parent engagement uh, is one of the main defenders supporting student success. And she's right in saying uh, that is why they recognize parents at the, as the primary decision makers. Parents are and should always be the primary decision makers, Cardona. That's why you have to notify the parent if Johnny wants to be a she, her. The parents, they've got to be in the loop because they are the primary decision makers about their child's education. Uh, if they're not, then, um, you know, the Marxists are going to win if the parents don't don't stay engaged. The parents don't stay involved. Now, I brought it up last week, this, uh, this article that I read to you from this very, very red conservative district in Ohio, where, um, you know, over 75% of the people voted for Trump in 2020. I mean, this is red. This is Jim Jordan's district. This is the red of the red. Uh, and, um, but you have this high school there where brand new teachers were learning about um, how to use pronouns, you know, properly. Brand new teachers coming in. You know, forget the grammatical function of pronouns. Uh, we use them non-grammatically now. Uh, I mean, because sometimes, you know, Johnny wants to be a she, her. And, well, you just, you got to call Johnny a, a she, her. I mean, you have to. And then you know you've you've got to understand these these definitions of 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 of, of pan gender and transgender and agender and and, and bi gender and and uh, you know go down the list. This very red district, these brand spanking new teachers, and and they're learning this stuff. And uh, if they don't match the terms correctly, they don't get to progress on to the next segment of of the training because it's online. 
And if they don't click false to the statement that parents have a right to know if Johnny wants to transition, if you don't click false on that statement, you don't get to move on. If you refuse to click false on that statement, you're not going to get your your health and safety certificate, which is mandated by the state of Ohio in a very extremely red district. You know, we just, I'm telling you what, we have to be alert. We have to know what's happening. And this is why I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking about this stuff. I'm gonna talk about it until I'm blue in the face. And again, I don't mean to make fun of the kids who are struggling with confusion. You know, I don't mean to make fun of Johnny if he's struggling with confusion or Sally if she's struggling with confusion. I mean, however, to come down heavy and hard on the adults that are facilitating this confusion, on the stupidity of people like Cardona who are facilit who are facilitating this confusion. They are um, they're supporting it. Not only not only are they allowing our kids to be confused, but they are a hundred percent behind it. And they are supporting it in much the same way. You know, Harvard refuses to to you know, put a stop to these protests. They are absolutely supporting the protests. They are supporting uh, Semitism. They're supporting hatred. And they're probably all super happy to see that 67% of college-age kids believe that Jews and Israel should be treated as oppressors. That's where we're at. We're at, we're at this place because uh, the gatekeepers of education have... Uh, turned the keys over to evil. They've turned the keys over to to evil Marxist individuals who are just hell-bent on, on destroying this country. I'm telling you, they are hell-bent on destroying this country. Dean, that's such a strong statement. You better believe it's a strong statement. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep repeating it. And our eyes, I promise, are going to keep opening up. We're going to keep seeing the light. We're going to keep seeing the truth. And we're going to continue to do what we can to uh, take back this country. All right, that's all the time we have for today, America. Thank you for joining me. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age.